0: Listening to the Queen City Church sermon of the week. Enjoy this exciting message from Senior Pastor Robin McMillan. Hello, Queen City Church. Donna and I wanted to take a few minutes to communicate with all of you and to encourage you today by way of this video. Donna, how are you doing? You doing all right? I'm good. Good for you. Good. We plan on uh, doing one of these each week and posting them in place of our regular Sunday gatherings. Actually, this is our second one. If you didn't see the first one, Andy Squires and I did it. And it's on Instagram, our Instagram site, Queen City Instagram site, or our Facebook uh, page, or at queencity.church. Uh, depending on how long the meeting restrictions last, we may actually do uh, some Sunday morning live stream services at 1030. At the end of the video, we're going to have Communion. Don and I are going to do it, and we're going to ask you to join in with us. And so you may want to uh, go get some bread and juice or bread and wine or water or crackers, whatever you have, and share communion with us today towards the end of the, of the podcast. And uh, you could actually put us on pause and go get them right now and come back and start it. So anyway, here we go. Uh, we're living in a situation of uncertainty. I think everybody's very aware of that. The news can change from day to day. There's a lot that's unpredictable about this virus. We don't know how it's going to impact our nation, our community, or ourselves. But in times of stability, or instability rather, it's important to focus on him who gives us hope, security, and stability. He cannot be shaken. He was well aware all this was coming. And so we need to... Develop trust in him and let the peace of God really rule in our heart. I actually read a verse of scripture on the first podcast, and I'd like to read it again because it just keeps coming back to me, and I think it's a powerful verse. It's one you should memorize, but it's in Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 10. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. And then verse 9, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase, so your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And so we're basically encouraged there to trust the Lord, to acknowledge him, and he promises to give us direction. He promises to take care of us. And uh, the scripture also tells us to continue to be, um, to be giving people, Con- continue to bless people as much as you can. And uh, he promises to take care of us, actually fill our barns with plenty and our vats will overflow with new wine. A lot of people uh, are really concerned about their resources, but we're going to trust God. We're going to believe he's going to do some great things, maybe even miraculous things during this week because he is a promise-keeping God. Is he a promise-keeping God, Donna? Yes, he is. Has he kept his promises (laughs) to you? He has.
1: He has. Okay. And I'm reminded of one of my favorite scriptures from Jeremiah 17. It's one of my favorite of all time. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes. But its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in a year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. I've always loved these verses because it speaks of something bigger than us.
0: Yes. Um, yes.
1: It speaks of there's a source we can draw from that's not limited by the situations, the circumstances, the circumstances but that we can draw from at all times and I love that and think about it's all based on trust yeah and one thing about trust I've always um, kept in mind is that trust is not passive right. it's not a passive thing but Robin what um, how would you instruct folks on a practical basis a way to trust the Lord during this strange season where we find ourselves
0: well, we're going to talk about this in depth uh, to a little bit greater degree later. But when I think about it, you learn to trust the Lord in increments. Um, you, you do it as you come to know him. And the more we know him, the better, the, the better we know him, the more we'll trust him. But you have to develop that. Rela- it's a relational uh, situation. You know, we're, we're getting to know a real person, the Lord. Um another thing is you should uh, begin to focus on a day by day life instead of a month by month or year by year life uh and you could ask yourself this question do you have what you need today and if you do you should really rejoice in it and another thing i do is i'll spend time with the lord i've got an easy chair up there in my bedroom i like to get over in that easy chair and get my bible out and and pray, and read scriptures, and meditate, pray through them, think through them. And one of them that uh, I thought about was over in Isaiah chapter 40, 27 through uh, 31. Actually, I'll start on verse 28. And the prophet asked a question, two of them. He says, have you not known? Have you not heard? That's a great question. This is what the Lord's asking us. Haven't you heard about me? Haven't you heard what I'm like? That's what you should Think about That's what you should really trust in. And then it goes, the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary, and his understanding is unsearchable. Then here comes the promises. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but... Those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And the idea there of waiting on the Lord, you were saying earlier that trust is not passive. Well, waiting on the Lord is not passive either. Actually, the idea behind that word wait is to entwine. In other words, you could actually think also about waiters in a restaurant. They're not passive. They're paying attention to the one they're waiting on. They're inquisitive. Uh, they're pursuing. They're they're seeking. They're not being passive and just well, the Lord will speak to me sooner or later. No, inquire, move toward Him. Entwine yourself if you can see that in your mind. Entwine yourself around the Lord.
1: Also, during this time, I've thought about um, a season. Thought back about a season in our lives where we've gone through a time of just feeling things were so uncertain and felt unstable. And I think it was when, um, when you were transitioning from um, a secular job to ministry, and we really felt like the Lord had shown us to do it, and we were going for it, but it was not easy.
0: (laughs) And it was was hard and scary, wasn't it? It
1: was very scary, and it was compounded by the fact that we had four very young children.
0: And $15,000 in credit card (laughs) debt.
1: Well, (laughs) um, so it it seemed so foolish, and um, we felt so insecure in it, and there were times where... I had many times where I would panic. Yeah. And I remember we would sit down and, and one thing you would ask me, you'd say, what are you afraid of, Donna? What are you afraid of? And, and I would have to identify it. And there, there were things I was afraid we were going to lose our house. Yeah. Um, most of it was material things. Right. I was afraid we weren't going to be able to pay our bills. We had four young children. Why c- couldn't we have done this when it was just the two of us? Right. But, um, you know, just the things you, think about. But um, when we would sit down and talk about it, I remember um, when I, I told you, well, I was afraid we were going to lose our house. Right. And we thought, well, okay, so what if we do this and we lose our house and we can't pay our bills?
0: <laughs> I thought we should go live with somebody we thought, else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we thought, well, if it all fails, we will start over. We still got our family. That's right. We got each other. We'll start from scratch again. We'll both go get jobs and we'll start over and the Lord will help us and we'll get back on our feet again. And it, the, the fear dissipated when we realized that. Um, but I know there are a lot of people, um, really dealing with anxiety.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and because it, it's, um, you know, we're in uncertain days and what would you, and, and my voice gets a little shaky <laughs> when I think about those days um, how well, we, can,
0: we really had to trust the lord
1: we did you remember
0: when you would uh you would go get peanut butter and you couldn 't get the big one, you had to get the little one
1: I did, and it was so frustrating, and I remember thinking, lord, you can 't be in this. It is so much more per ounce to buy a small jar <laughs> of peanut butter than to get a big one for our family and but that 's all we had, but we had enough. Day by day, we had enough for each day. And and I learned that there's some, there just um, some seasons in your life where like with the children of Israel, they were required to trust the Lord day by day.
0: While they're in the wilderness, right? 40 yes. years, it was manna day by day.
1: Their provision was there, but it was there daily. But then they reached a point where they were ready to enter the promised land And the Lord told Joshua, tell the people, prepare provisions for yourselves.
0: That's right. So
1: it was a different era. It was a different season. And, you know, I'm reminded we'll get through this season. That's right. We'll we'll have more fruitful seasons again.
0: Well, I I think, too, that um, as we would sort of query, query, question the Lord, why is this so hard? He was telling me, if you can't run with the horsemen, How will you survive in the swellings of Jordan? Which means if you can't go through this now, how are you going to be equipped to plant churches, uh, believe for salaries for other people? It was training. We could not avoid that. Matter of fact, if we had avoided that, we would have never gotten where we were. We had no choice but to trust, believe, dig, develop our faith.
1: Yes, yes. Um, I know the I always thought of that scripture if you 're not faithful in the unrighteous rammon, mammon, mammon, yeah, how can um, you be entrusted with the true riches and so it 's like right. we had to pass through that test of of the natural the financial of trusting God, believing exactly. him in those before he would entrust us with the real riches which had to do with people 's lives
0: exactly you know um Here's what Don and I did. I don't know that everybody would do this, but we had to know God was real. We would tithe our money even when we couldn't pay our rent. Now, I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just saying that's to the the degree that we believe God. And he came through for us because we honored him first. We gave to him the best of what we had, and he has given to us the best of what we needed now. And mm-hmm. so there's, there's a reality there yeah. that God watches. He pays attention and he wants us to pass these tests. He doesn't right. want us to to take another trip around the mountain, right. as they say.
1: And the fact that he got us through that most difficult time of our lives gives me faith now that this is right. this is a small, it's a big thing for all of us, but it's a small thing to the Lord and it's he's going to get us through it. He's exactly. going to get us through it and we're going to be better off by trusting him in Come it. Come on. <laughs> Robin. Yes, now, yes. How, how can we how can we help people deal with the anxieties that are created by this current situation we're in?
0: Well, we need to recognize that these anxieties, if you have them, and I'm sure a lot of people are dealing with them, I'm dealing, you know, I've had to deal with certain things, although I've found... Um, as we have gone through, you know, almost 50 years of these things, um, it, it, it gets easier and you don't have as many. But it's because of some of the practices that we've developed over the years. And so um, when I think of how to deal with anxiety or worry, I have two specific verses that really help me. Because uh, the Apostle Paul in one of them, the Apostle Peter um, both give us insight. Now, you remember Peter was the guy who was being imprisoned. James had been beheaded, and there were there were 16 armed guards keeping him imprisoned until he could go to trial and be murdered for his faith. And he fell fast asleep, and when the angel awakened him, he thought he was dreaming. He was sleeping in the middle of that kind of difficulty. Mm-hmm. And so um, these guys know what they're talking about when they give us these verses. They live this out. It's not just uh, so-called experts. No, these are people that lived out their faith in reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so Peter says, this is First Peter 5, 7, and I'm going to read it from the Amplified Translation. He says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, on Jesus. For he cares for you affectionately, and cares about you watchfully. And I can remember Arthur Burke telling me years ago. He said, Robin, you need to let the Lord do your worrying for you. That was a great mm-hmm. encouragement. Yeah. Then, we, then we have this one in Philippians 4, verses 4 through 8. Tremendous uh, message from Paul. And you were, you were reminding me, when, when did Paul write this? He was in prison. So Paul is in prison. Mm-hmm. And here's his instruction to the church who's not in prison. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say it, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. That's graciousness and kindness. The Lord is at hand. And that means the Lord is right near right now. Verse 6 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And that word guard means um, God's peace will build a fortress around your hearts and around your minds as you follow these biblical instructions. And then uh, Paul says this. Now, he's in prison. He says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And I think the problem a lot of people may be having is they're spending way too much filling their minds up with coronavirus and way too little filling their minds up with who God is, the promises, the stories, the victories, and all of that. So from these two verses... Paul and Peter teach us that there's steps in being free from anxiety. So I'll give you a couple of steps. One is to give our problems to the Lord. That was the casting all of your care, all your anxiety, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. 1 Peter 5, 7, great verse. So here's some steps. Identify each specific worry or concern. List them one by one, and give them to the Lord by speaking them out loud. Don't try to do this in your mind. It's not going to work. You'll just go around in circles. And realize that the Lord really cares for you affectionately, and he also cares about you watchfully. So his heart is towards you, and he's watching out for you. Now, the second step is to be thankful. You know, we did... uh I preached a number of months or a number of weeks ago, maybe three messages on Thanksgiving. They're on our website, queencity.church. But the second step is to be thankful. So the Philippians 4 says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. And here it comes. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And so... The second part of this of, of, of the practical is to um, integrate thanksgiving into telling the Lord what you're concerned about. Because here's what will happen. The, the enemy will come give you impressions, emotions, mental images. He'll give you something about that thing you've been worried about. And what you have done is you have said maybe you're concerned about your children's health. You say, Lord, I've been concerned about my child's health, but I'm trusting you. I'm giving you that care, and I'm thanking you that you're taking it. Thank you, Lord, that that care now is yours. doesn't mean you do practical steps, but it means you don't suffer unnecessary anxiety. And when the enemy might bring the thought back or it comes, however it comes, by whatever it means, you, you address it this way, oh, You know, that's not mine. That's the Lord's. Thank you, Lord, for taking that. So you gird yourself up with with thanksgiving. So I could, uh, let me me mention one other thing. We need to have an experience with the presence of God on an ongoing basis. And thanksgiving is the pathway into the presence of God. Psalm 100, verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving, into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless his name. And Psalm 6930 says this, I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. And so here's here is a key. Magnify God. Don't magnify your problem. You know, in uh, Jesus' teaching in Matthew 6, Donna, He he talks about, don't worry about where you're going to live. Don't worry about your clothes. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. And he goes on and on. He says, God clothes the birds of the air. Aren't you more important than a bird? God arrayed Solomon in all that splendor. The birds have more splendor than he did, and they pass away. And so he's encouraging us uh, to not worry. And then in verse 31 of Matthew 6, he says, therefore, do not worry, saying, let me repeat that. Therefore, do not worry, saying, "What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear?" Because you can reinforce your problem and magnify it larger than God's ability to solve your problems and come to your aid. So, those are those are uh, just a few practical steps.
1: Right, and I think I think we have to be careful of that of of not dwelling on. You know, we can be so drawn to the news and, um, what, what we're seeing on social media about what's going on. And, and it's important to keep up with what's going on and to know what our, what the authorities are recommending or asking us to do and to heed those. But, but you can, you have to be careful not to let it consume your life. Right. Um, and become something that you, that just causes unnecessary anxiety. Right. Um, another thing I thought about that I've that helped me during a time actually during that period of time um, that I was talking about earlier when I would deal with fear, um, you know, more fear than I'd ever dealt with before, um, sometimes inordinate fear. And I, I know one in particular, this seems very simple, but it was a practical thing that really helped me. Um, I had I had these fears I could say that I hadn't dealt with before. One, with the
0: kids? Yeah. Involving the kids? I think in
1: connection with the kids, yeah. suddenly you're more concerned about yourself, not wanting anything to happen to you for their sake. and right. all. But one thing was I, I would have this fear gnaw at me when I was driving on the interstate.
0: Yeah,
1: wow. Um, I guess it was fear of getting in an accident. And, and I, it was... It was just unnatural. I'd never experienced it before. And I would pray about it. I would pray and pray. But it seemed like sometimes there are things you can pray about that the more time you give it, the bigger they become.
0: Right, right. And
1: um, and I realized that in that situation, it was better for me to give it to the Lord. And then what I determined I was going to do was every time this nagging fear came at me, that was going to be my cue. I had something or someone that I was going to pray for that I knew really needed yeah. something from the lord, and so when that fear would come, I wouldn't start giving it to the Lord again said "Oh, there's my cue," and I started you praying pray for others I would pray, turn it toward for intercession for other people right. who may be experiencing fear too and It was interesting how how um how that fear started to decrease right. and finally was just not even there at all.
0: Wow. But was um, a, it was a, like, like a warfare.
1: It was like a warfare. Yeah. It gave me something on the offensive to do when I had things like that that I could not shake and couldn't get rid of.
0: So the 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 conclusion here is you have some kind of an inordinate fear. You've done all you know to do. Anytime it comes, begin to pray for other people who may have something like that or just other people in general that come to mind. Right. That's pretty powerful. Right. Right, Donna. You uh, you were telling me this afternoon at the house about um, the Second Chronicle seven fourteen.
1: Yes, I really thought this was important um, important thing for us to keep in mind as believers, and it's a well known verse from Second Chronicles seven fourteen. And it's so well known that we tend to lose the impact of it. It's one of those that's so the familiar out familiarity can lessen its effect. But I think it's one we really would do well to heed. Um, It can give us as believers a very clear, simple directive for seeking the Lord's help in this situation. And this is that verse, which I know so many people know if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways Then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And I just want to wanna um, promise
0: thank you, Lord.
1: Emphasize those words again. If my people will humble themselves, humble, pray, seek and turn, the Lord will hear, forgive, and heal their land. And I've thought for such a good long while now how what a deep healing we need in our nation. That's right. <laughs> um, not well, just there's... from the coronavirus, but honestly, uh, is it okay to do
0: this? Yeah, you're free to do <laughs> <laughs> honestly,
1: um Honestly, for, for a long time, I've been so burdened by the um, the. the Divisiveness in our nation, yes. the hostility, yes. the slander, the um, the way we'll go after one another, just like as though it's okay and acceptable. Cynicism and, too. Yeah, yeah it, it's such a deep wound in our nation that um, I just think we we need a deep deep healing. Even well, um, cr-
0: Christians have no business being accusers. That's the work of the no. devil. He's the accuser of the brethren. You can justify it all you want, yeah. but a lot of people accuse uh, others in government both sides of the aisle when they don 't have any real connection with those people 's lives whatsoever yeah. it's it 's really just um like they 're in a fog yeah. and and it 's demonic you need to yeah. you, you need to break out of that
1: and we it's, need to not participate in that exactly we need to really need guard to be, our hearts exactly and not participate. But seek the Lord for healing Healing from yeah. from this this virus and all that it's causing but but much. But deeper something than deeper that. than that
0: yeah. is, is at stake and it's the, the soul of our nation. So to, to cap that up, if we humble ourselves, if we pray, if we seek the Lord and if we turn, the the Lord says, I will hear, mm-hmm. I will forgive, and I will heal in our nation really does need a healing amen so father right now i just think forgive us for criticism hostility evil speaking accusation lord we ask that you really would heal us from that that you would do something so profound in our nation where people would be willing to listen to one another and not not just just rail
1: amen and robin can you tell us are there ways that you recommend for us to specifically pray regarding this coronavirus yes
0: you- um, talking with john mark this morning he and i had both read the same article but in 1918 the flu peaked in the summer and they say this could peak or maybe completely be over sooner than that but it came back the following fall in the winter and that was when it affected the most people was mm-hmm. was that next that next fall and winter yeah And so, of course, what we need to continue to do is wash our hands, use hand sanitizer, don't touch our face, and avoid contact with people that that are um, infected. But we need to pray for more accurate testing. We need to, to pray for the abundance of test kits so that people who test for it can quarantine and stay out of the public. We need to pray for a vaccine. And we need to bind the virus as believers. Jesus was very clear. We have more authority than we know. It says, Whatsoever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatsoever you loose on earth shall have been loosed in heaven. And so we need to bind by faith these things, and we need to pray for our nation to turn from cynicism, criticism, anger, and accusation. And so we're going to, we're going to pray. For that, right now, uh, and then we're going to have communion. So, Donna, why don't you you uh, you pray for us? You have such a burden for the nation now, and I'll join in.
1: Well, Lord, we we do pray. We look to you, Lord. We look to you. You're our source, Lord, and we look to you. We pray yes. concerning this coronavirus that you would give us the the resources we need um we would have the resources for accurate testing yes lord and that um the the we pray for the medical folks in the medical profession and those who are researching and who are working on vaccines that you would give them wisdom that you would help them lord that um we would be able to rid this thing sooner than sooner than expected lord
0: yes. So as as you're watching this video with us now, right there at home or wherever you might be watching it, just agree with us now that we're going to bind the coronavirus, that that name is below the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess to the power of the name of Jesus, to the power of the blood Mm -hmm. of Jesus, to our testimony. And so Mm -hmm. we command in unity with all those who are listening, we bind Mm -hmm. that coronavirus We Mm. speak to it to diminish, to dissipate, Mm. to stop afflicting and infecting people. And we Mm. pray that in Jesus' name. And, Lord, we're going to trust you Mm. uh, to do that for us. Amen. So here's what we'd like for you to do. We'd like for you to go ahead and get your communion elements. And we got these cool little things that people have known about for years. They're these little mini communion elements element things here, and we got a bunch of them for the church so that when we get back together, we can celebrate communion and not infect each other, which is a good thing. But let me read what Jesus said about communion. This is in Luke 22. Then Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks, and he said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, here's the bread, and he gave thanks and he broke it. Lord, we thank Mm -hmm. you for this bread, and we see that your body was broken. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body which was given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And so we're going to take this bread, Lord, your broken body. We can enter into the holy of holies because your body was pierced, as though it were that which kept us Mm -hmm. from that the best place with you. And in Isaiah 53, we know your body was broken, that Mm -hmm. we might be made whole and be healed. And so as we take this, Lord, we're not just celebrating uh, a ritual, but we're participating, we're identifying, Mm -hmm. and we're expecting to be touched by you as Mm -hmm. we take the bread. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Then it says... Likewise, and of course, we're hoping you're joining with us. He also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. The blood of Jesus is that which secures our unquestioned and complete forgiveness. The blood of Jesus we find out in Hebrews, uh, chapters 8, 9, 10, and 11, through there, a number of places that the blood of Jesus is that which cleanses our conscience, we can go to God boldly with no sense of lack or inferiority or sin because he has reckoned on our behalf that that blood completely cleanses us. We can have a clean conscience. And so as we take this, uh, I want you to realize that your sins can be forgiven. I want you to realize that you can be made whole through this simple faith act of taking uh, the cup. Likewise, he also took the cup after saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for you. So join with us as we take the blood of Jesus. Amen. Wasn't that good? I've never done a video communion. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't either. It's pretty awesome. Don and I are trying to take Mm -hmm. communion every day and really take it it, uh, to heart. Mm -hmm. But as we drink that cup and eat that bread, we participate in receiving all the benefits of the new covenant. Provision, Mm -hmm. healing, forgiveness of sin, a clean conscience before God, and much, much more. Another thing we wanted to do today was thank you, uh, those of you who are part of our church And even others, we actually have some people who are not a part of our church who contribute to us regularly. We want to thank you for your continued support. And as always, um, you can give your tithes and offerings through our website, queencity.church. You can go to the donate tab and it'll, it'll show you what to do. Or you can do it on your phone or your tablet. You can text QCCGIVING to 77977 so that's qcc giving to 77977 and here's how i want us to close i want you to read one of your favorite psalms donna psalm 34 one of my favorite
1: songs all right this is a good one psalm 34 verses one through eight i will bless the lord at all times his praise shall continually be in my mouth my soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. O magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant and their faces were wow. not ashamed. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped around all around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him.
0: Great. This is it, Roger, over and out until next week. And we pray God's richest uh, blessings on your life. Mm -hmm. And that um, be sure and call your friends. Check on people you think of. Make sure they're doing okay. And God bless you. You've been listening to Queen City Sermon of the Week. For more information about this recording and other resources, go to queencity.church and follow us on Instagram for live services Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday evening at 7 p.m.